What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Murph's Boston Sports Talk. I am your host, James Murphy, a.k.a. Murph. And thank you so much for downloading, listening, and enjoying today's episode, episode number 127. Or if you're listening to this on YouTube, thank you so much for clicking on the video, liking the video if you enjoyed today's episode, leaving all comments down in the comment section below, and subscribing to the channel if you're new or haven't considered subscribing. We have a ton to discuss today. I mean, not really a ton. I think the topics that I want to discuss themselves are going to be a lengthy discussion. It's not so much that I have a lot to talk about. It's just what I want to talk about is a lot. And obviously, we know about the whole Tom Brady retirement fiasco carousel. Oh, is he retiring? Is he not? You know, he hasn't made an announcement. Well, obviously, he made his announcement official. He is retiring from the NFL after 22 years. And there's really not much for me to talk about in terms of him physically retiring, as I already mentioned and discussed that on Monday's episode. I already dove into that. But obviously, the breaking news, really, of Tom Brady retiring is the fact that he left out Patriots Nation in his retirement post, in his official retirement post. Because when the news originally broke on Saturday, just about a week ago, you know, we weren't really certain if he was going to retire or not. You know, because he personally hasn't made the announcement yet. But... Now that he has made the uh, retirement announcement a few days ago now, he thanked just about everybody under the sun, under the Tampa Bay sun, but not Bill Belichick, not Robert Kraft, not even Patriots or Patriots Nation. Now we all know, we all know that there is some underlying beef between Tom Brady and Bill Belichick. We know that. We have to know that, right? You know, Bill Belichick drafted Jimmy Garoppolo because he wanted to move on from Tom Brady in 2014. Okay, then he drafts, you know, Jacoby Brissett. He's drafting um, Jared Stidham. He didn't want to give him a long-term extension. And then Brady finally walks out the door. Goodbye. He already thanked New England in a farewell post a couple years ago when he did leave New England. However, fans want some acknowledgement in his retirement post, and deservingly so. Deservingly so. Now, if he wants to leave Kraft out or Belichick out or maybe the Patriots themselves out because you have a problem or some kind of beef with them, fine. Okay? Fine. But the fans, though, the fans did nothing to you. The fans wanted you to stay. We wanted you to stay. I wanted you to stay. So why do you have to go slap us in the face without a mention of us? But you congr- you thank everybody in Tampa Bay who you've known for two years, like you've played there for 20 years. It's just very, very odd. And like I mentioned, if you want to leave Kraft out, fine. If you want to leave Bill Belichick out, fine. If you want to leave the Patriots organization out, fine. 
You already thanked everybody and all that when you left in March of 2020 or February 2020. I forget which one. But the fans, though, the fans deserve a final goodbye. Just because you thanked us back then doesn't mean you can't thank us now. So I do want to read the the whole letter, the whole farewell goodbye on Tom Brady's Instagram that, like I said, he posted three days ago. And I, if you haven't read it yet, I strongly recommend go reading it for yourself and you know maybe leave a comment. But I'm going to read it now because I understand it. I get it, but it hurts at the same time. It really hurts. So here we go. And you can find this on Tom Brady's Instagram, by the way. I've always believed the sport of football is a, quote, all-in proposition. If 100% competitive commitment isn't there, you won't succeed. And success is what I love so much about our game. There is a physical, mental, and emotional challenge every single day that has allowed me to maximize my highest potential. And I've tried my very best these past 22 years. There are no shortcuts to success on the field or in life. This is difficult for me to write, but here it goes. I am not going to make that competitive commitment anymore. I have loved my NFL career, and now it is time to focus my time and energy on other things that require my attention. I've done a lot of reflecting the past week and have asked myself difficult questions. And I am so proud of what we have achieved. My teammates, coaches, fellow competitors, and fans deserve 100% of me. But right now, it's best I leave the field of play to the next generation of dedicated and committed athletes. To my Bucks teammates, the past two years, I love you guys. And I have loved going to battle with you. You have dug so deep to challenge yourself, and it inspired me to wake up every day and give you my best. I am always here for you guys and want to see you continue to push yourselves to be your best. I couldn't be happier with what we accomplished together. To all the Bucks fans, thank you. I didn't know what to expect when I arrived here, but your support and embrace have, it, have enriched my life and that of my family. I've been honored to play for such a passionate and fun fan base. What a crew. To the city of Tampa and the entire Tampa-St. Petersburg region, thank you. It has been wonderful to be a resident of such a fun place to live. I want to be invited to our next boat parade. To the Glazer family, thank you for taking a chance on me and supporting me. I know I was demanding at times, but you provided everything we needed to win, and your ownership was everything a player could ask for. To Jason Litch, thank you for your daily support and friendship. I will never forget it. I had never been through free agency, and I had some trepidation about how we could achieve success. Your leadership gave me confidence, and I will always be grateful. To my head coach, Bruce Arians, thank you for putting up with me. Your firm leadership and guidance were ideal. There is no way we could have, could have had success without your experience, intuition, and wisdom. I am very grateful. To all the Bucks coaches, my sincere thanks for all the hard work, dedication, and discipline that goes into creating a winning team. I have learned so much from all of you and will value the relationships we have. To every single Bucks staffer and employee, thank you. Each of you is critical and critically important, and I was greeted with a smile every day. That means so much to me. Your work is made up of long hours and hard tasks, but please know I see each and every one of you. Thank you so much. 
to Alex Guerrero, thank you. I could never have made every Sunday without you. It's that simple. Your dedication to your craft and our friendship and brotherhood are immeasurable. We have an unbreakable bond, and I love you. To Don Yee and Steve Dubin, thank you. You've been with me every step of the way since I left the University of Michigan and before I entered the league. What a journey it's been, and I couldn't do it without you. To my parents and entire family and extended family of countless friends, I love and thank you for your never-ending support and love. I could never have imagined the time and energy you've given me the past 30 years in football. I can never repay you and just know I love you so much. And lastly, to my wife, Giselle, and my children, Jack, Benny, and Vivi. You are my inspiration. Our family is my greatest achievement. I always came off the field and home to the most loving and supportive wife who has done everything for our family to allow me to focus on my career. Her selfishness allowed me to reach new heights professionally, and I am beyond words what you mean to me and our family. Te amo amor da minha vida. Don't know what. Te amo me da love you. My playing career has been such a thrilling ride and far beyond my imagination and full of ups and downs. When you're in it every day, you really don't think of any kind of ending. As I sit here now, however, I think of all the great players and coaches I was privileged to play with and against. The com competition was fierce and deep, just how we like it. But the friendships and relationships are just as fierce and deep. I will remember and cherish these memories and revisit them often. I feel like the luckiest person in the world. The future is exciting. I'm fortunate enough to have co-founded incredible companies like Autograph.io, Brady Brand, TB12 Sports that I am excited to continue to help build and grow. But, ex but exactly what my days will look like will be a work in progress. As I said earlier, I'm going to take it day by day. I know for sure I want to spend a lot of time giving to others and trying to enrich other people's lives, just as so many have done for me. With much love, appreciation, and gratitude, Tom. Now, that thing took me like five minutes to read, but not a single inkling of patriots. Nothing, 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 nothing. The cover photo. For this Instagram post. is him in his buck jersey. Then you have him thanking. Um, Bucks teammates. Bucks fans. The city of Tampa. The Glazer family who owned the, the Buccaneers. Jason Lich. The uh, GM. Bruce Arians. The head coach. To all the Bucks coaches. The Bucks staff. And then you get going to Alex Guerrero. I get it. Don Yee and Steven, uh, Steve Dubin. You know agents. I get that. His parents and family. I get that. And lastly, is Giselle and his kids. I get that. That I'm all okay with. You know, the parents, the family, you know, the wife, the kids, agents, and uh, Alex Guerrero. I have zero problem with that. And I don't think anyone has a problem with that. The Bucks staff, the Bucks coaches, Bruce Arians, Jason Litch, Glazer family, city of Tampa in the St. Pete region, and all the Bucks fans and his Bucks teammates. I don't get it. I don't, I do not get it. I mean, couldn't you just kind of just compiled everybody up to all my teammates that I've played with over the past 22 years, you know, just kind of really encompass it all together? Could it be, you know, to all the fans that have supported me through the 22 years of my NFL journey, da-da-da-da-da, 
to the city of Tampa and the New England area. Thank you so much for being supportive. You know, if you want to thank the Glazer, then thank the Crafts. Or you can just thank, you know, the ownership groups that believed in me. Jason Litch. You know, I understand he's the GM and you don't want to thank Bill Belichick. I don't know. You know, when it first when it first came out a few days ago, I wasn't so upset about it because of the, you know, the one that he did a couple of years ago. But, you know, as you listen on the radio, people are coming into the shop having conversations. They always mention, you know, why can't you just think again? You know, one was when you left and one is when you're leaving football. You know, it's a retirement post. Like when I retire, whenever that day is, or if I ever do, I don't know. <laughs> I'm going to have a massive thank you post, you know, thanking everyone of Murph's Cartown Sports Shop. Thank you for everyone of Murph's Boston Sports Talk and any other ventures that I may be a part of at that time. Now, granted, I'm not, you know, the greatest quarterback, greatest football player, greatest athlete of all time in Tom Brady. But still, as I read it and as I really reflect and think about it, it does, it does really not sit well with me. I don't, I, I just, I think he just could have went about it in a more different way. I really, I really do. Because, like I said, if you don't want to thank Bill Belichick, fine. If you don't want to thank Kraft, fine. If you don't want to thank the team of New England Patriots, fine. I, I get that. If you have the beef, I get that. But it's the fans. It's the fans that are mostly impacted by this. And then he goes out, you know, what was it, like yesterday or whatever, and he makes an Instagram post where he's like, as I look back, let me pause the video. As I look back on my career in football, the memories we have made and the relationships we have built are by far the most meaningful. Yes, the scoreboard was important, but the toughest times always taught me the most important lessons. I am grateful to the people that stood with me through every high and low, win and loss, and the memories we created together. Memories that won't ever fade. I played for the name on the front of my jersey and the name on the back of my jersey. I played for my friends, my family, and our community, every single one of you that have given me what I have today. I love you all. Thank you all for making this incredible journey possible. And it's a video of like a mashup between, you know, his time with the Patriots and time with the Bucks. And this came out with yesterday. This is definitely an attempt as a makeup post, I believe. I mean, why couldn't we got something like this, you know, before? Why couldn't you say, you know, as I look back at my football career, I'm grateful to all the people together. Thank you all. I love you all. Why couldn't you smash that up, you know, kind of jam the Pats and the Bucks? If you want to thank the Bucks, I don't care. Fine. Play for them. I get it. And then once you do that, then you can kind of individually thank Guerrero, your family, your parents, Giselle, your kids. Because, obviously, they deserve an extra mention. I mean, they're the most important people of your life every single day. So I don't want you to leave them out. Because they, respectfully and deservingly so, should be mentioned separately. Right? But that makeup post... Oh, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. 
I think I'm more upset about the original post than the makeup post because I know a lot of people are upset about both. Deservingly so. But at the end of the day, it is official after a few days of speculation that it may not be true. But it is true that Tom Brady has officially retired. And there's, you know, whispers and rumors. Tom Brady could come back and sign a one-day contract to retire a Patriot. Well, first of all, he can't, technically. Not until next year, because he is still technically contract with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers through 2022. So, only way he can sign a one-day contract with the Patriots is if the Buccaneers either release him or trade him. And I don't see them doing either of that. I don't see them doing either of that. I don't know. It, it just, it still stings. It still sucks and it still hurts. You know, Tom Brady being my f- favorite player. It's, it's hard to say goodbye. And we're going to be talking about this for a while. Because there's so many teams that need a quarterback. There's so many quarterbacks that are going to be on the move. And... Obviously, the Bucks had Brady going into next year, and they weren't going to be one of them. Brady wasn't going to be one of them, but now the Bucks do need a quarterback. Do you go with Kyle Trask? Do you bring in? Uh, do you bring a Russell Wilson and Aaron Rodgers in? Like, what do you do? Do you bring a Tannehill in? Jimmy G, <laughs> Brady's successor in New England and in Tampa Bay. That'd be funny. But there's so many more questions and so much more discussion to be had moving forward with Brady's retirement now being official. And we're probably not going to get answers anytime soon, with the exception of that it was time for him to go. But you know what? All good things must come to an end. And you know what? I am happy to have experienced that journey. Although the end is here, I will never trade anything in for the journey that we were on. As Patriot fans, as football fans, six Super Bowls, a seventh with Tampa, ten appearances total. You just can't beat it. You can't beat it. You know, the past 20 years, 22 years, has been absolutely fantastic. And life without Brady and football on Sundays is going to have to take some time to get used to. It really is really is Tom Brady's retirement is definitely a shockwave throughout all sports all of sports but a fantastic career and this definitely won't be the last time we talk about it because we do have so much coming up in the next couple weeks obviously with the lockout which I'm going to get into in just a minute we obviously have a Super Bowl matchup between the Bengals and the Rams that we need to get into baseball seasons on the horizon Hockey is obviously in the full swing of things. Basketball, maybe talking about the Celtics soon. Who knows? Going to have to check in with them. But we, And then after football season concludes, we're going to have free agency, and then we're going to have the draft. And you know, Brady's uh, name is definitely going to get brought up in conversation soon. So I'll definitely be looking forward to that. But let me know how you feel in the comment section. How do you feel about Tom Brady retiring? How do you feel about his post thanking everybody under the Tampa Bay Sun, coaches, fans, the city, this and that, and leaving out New England. And then let me know 
how you feel about that makeup video where he's trying to thank all, all. So leave your comments down in the comment section below if you're listening to this on YouTube, or you can reach out to me via social media at Merce Cartown. I'd love to hear your thoughts, questions, comments, concerns, all that down in my social media mentions. But we, oh gosh, it's, it's tough. It is tough. It's tough. I guess uh, it's it's so hard to just kind of just take a moment. Just, just give me a moment. All right, I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. All right, let's jump into Major League Baseball and the lockout. We do have some interesting updates, and this is an article from USA Today that was published yesterday evening. And it titles, MLB requests federal mediator in lockout negotiations. Player calls it, quote, a publicity stunt. This article is written by Bob Nightingale. And it's an interesting read. It is an interesting read. So let's dive into it. Major League Baseball believing negotiations with the players union are close to reaching a stalemate. Formally requested immediate assistance of a federal mediator Thursday to help resolve their differences reaching towards reaching an agreement on a new collective bargaining agreement. The Major League Baseball Players Association, which was directly informed of the request by MLB officials Thursday afternoon, declined to publicly comment or reveal whether they would accept MLB's offer. Federal mediation cannot enforce a settlement. The union is unlikely to accept the request, at least at this juncture, with one veteran player with direct knowledge of the talks telling USA Today Sports, quote, it's nothing more than a publicity stunt. The players spoke on the condition of anonymity. Oh, God, that's a tough word. Anonymi anonymous. He's anonymous. I just... Anonymity. Sure. Since he was not authorized to speak publicly by union officials or the executive board, MLB, in hopes of accelerating the talks or at least getting a neutral party's input, believed the Federal Mediation and Council or Conciliation Service would provide valuable assistance in reaching a compromise. One MLB executive with direct knowledge of the negotiations said the league views mediation as the most productive path forward and that a third party would be beneficial for everyone. The two sides have had only four negotiating sessions since December 1st, last meeting on Tuesday, February 1st. The painfully slow movement in talks makes the start of spring training on February 16th highly unlikely and potentially jeopardizing the scheduled March 31st of the regular season. The two sides used a federal mediator during the 94-95 strike when the owners were prepared to declare an impasse, but it wound up having no impact with the 94 World Series being canceled. Federal mediators have played a key role <clears throat> excuse me, in assisting past sports negotiations, however, Including the 50-day MLB strike in 1981, the NHL's 113-day lockout in the 2012-2013 season, the NFL referees lockout in 2012, the Major League Soccer referees lockout in 2014, and MLS negotiations in 2010 and 2015. 
If the two sides fail to reach an agreement on a new collective bargaining agreement by the first week of March, the 2022 season would be delayed or shortened from the normal 162-game season. MLB has insisted it has no interest in stretching the season into mid-November or playing an abundance of double headers. And that is the that is it. Well, that kind of that article ended very abruptly. I was expecting some kind of closure, but because that was the first time I read it. Like I read the first two paragraphs, but that was it. Anyways, MLB lockout. It has gone absolutely nowhere. It is gaining no traction, no momentum, no movement, no positive steps forward. Absolutely nothing. The last time I gave you guys an update, I believe was last week on, it could have been Friday's episode or Monday's, the week prior. I do forget. But today, as we sit on Friday, February 4th, 2022, zero, zilch, nothing, no movement, nothing at all. And that's not good. (laughs) That is no way, shape, or form good. The league needs to figure it out. The Players Association needs to figure it out. Because the ones that will truly be impacted by this, you guessed it, the fans. The fans will be truly impacted. I want to see baseball just as much as you. And right now, the card market, kind of pivot towards sports uh, sports cards a little bit, the card market is all over the place. Because... People don't want to sell their sport, their baseball cards, because they don't know the future of the sport. People don't want to buy the sports cards, because they don't know the future of the sport. People are trying to sell their cards because they just want to get out of it, because they don't know the future of the sport. Is it going to tank, or they're trying to prepare for that? People are buying baseball cards because it's so low right now. It's just baseball, in terms of cards, are all over the place. People are holding, people are buying, people are selling, but all for the wrong reasons. But then again, those people buying, selling, and holding sports uh, baseball cards are so far and few between. I'd probably say 95% of people that have valuable baseball cards are probably just holding. And then the other 5% are either buying or selling because the future of baseball cards are truly up in the air. We have no idea what the future is going to look like on the other side of this lockout. You, me, and everyone else can hope and dream and pray that the sport is better on the other side of this lockout. It has to be better. We need it to be better because the product we've been getting for the past five years or so, maybe more, five, seven years, has been brutal. It's not good. Yeah, baseball did great in terms of ratings last year, but you want to know why? Because people only had a 60-game regular season last year to watch. So they didn't have a lot of baseball to watch, so they wanted to watch it this year. Plus, you had Shohei Otani playing well. You had Fernando Tatis Jr. playing well. You had Vladimir Guerrero playing well. A lot of good young stars were playing well, so people wanted to tune in to watch them, which I understand. And I get that. That's awesome. But if you had a full regular season in 2020, you would not have had that kind of success in 2021. You would not have. That's just a fact. Look at 2019. 2019 didn't have a great rating. 2018 didn't have great ratings. The sport is going down. It's just a fact. Players want to get uh, 
younger players want to and should be getting paid younger. You guys have heard me talk about that plenty of times. The tanking in baseball is abysmal. Veterans are getting cut for younger players, which I do understand to a degree. Playoff expansion, which I don't hate. I just don't want it to be ridiculous. Don't go to like 16. Where is it now? Where is it now? It's at 10, I think, right now. Let's see. Three division winners. And then two wild cards. Yeah, it's at 10 right now. So I had to do that math real quick. Go to 12. I think 12 would be nice. Give the best record. So whoever wins the division, whoever has the best record, give them a first round bye. That first round could be uh, best out of three, maybe. And then you can kind of go from there where it's best of five. But I don't know. That one game plan, I love the one game plan. I really do. Could you have the one game plan still between the bottom two wildcard teams? Because you'd have to expand it to three wildcard teams. You know, three in each league. The bottom two wildcard teams play a play-in game. And then... That would leave it with 10. Nope, that would leave... Yeah, that would leave it with 10. And you'd have to have another playing game. Oh, I don't know. Now, it's, it's, I can sit and think about it if I have a little bit more time and I can and I can circle back to it. I know... Oh, I forget. The league or the union wants 14 and then the other wants 12. I agree with 12. You don't need 14. We do not need 7 from each league in. We don't need that kind of mediocrity. Okay. It'd be cool, but we don't need it. I do have another article that I do want to read. And this is from Fox 10 Phoenix. So this is from Arizona. And it titles, Spring training might not start on schedule in Arizona due to ongoing MLB lockout. Here's what you should know. Now, granted, this is coming from Arizona. It's coming from Phoenix. This is where the Cactus League is played. This is where the West Coast teams go for spring training. East Coast goes to Florida. But you can take a lot of these points that are made from Bailey Miller, Nicole Garcia, and Kenneth Wong, and you can apply it to the uh, the Grapefruit League, which is the you know the East. East is the Grapefruit League. Cactus is the West. This was published on February first, twenty twenty two, around nine o'clock p.m., and it says spring training season is just around the corner. But for twenty twenty two. It may not start on schedule. Officials with the Cactus League say there is now a chance that spring training could be delayed due to a major league lockout that is yet to be resolved. Here's what you should know about the situation as it stands now. When is spring training supposed to start? With the Cactus League, spring training is supposed to start on February 16th. Why is there a lockout? Major League Baseball plunged into its first work stoppage in a quarter century when the sports collector collective bargaining agreement expired and owners immediately locked out players in a move that threatened spring training and opening day. Teams decided to force the long-anticipated confrontation during an offseason rather than risk players walking out during the summer, as they did in 1994. Players and owners had successfully reached four consecutive agreements without a work stoppage, but they have been accelerating towards a clash for more than two years. Quote, we believe that an off-season lockout is the best mechanism to protect the 2022 season, baseball commissioner Rob Manfred wrote in a letter to fans. Quote, we hope that the lockout will jumpstart the negotiations and get us to an agreement that will allow the season to start on time. 
This defensive lockout was necessary because the Players Association's vision for Major League Baseball would threaten the ability of most teams to be competitive, end quote. What is the union demanding? The union demanded change following anger over a declining average salary, middle-class players forced out by teams concentrating payroll on the wealthy and veterans jettisoned in favor of lower-paid youth, especially among clubs tearing down their rosters to rebuild. Quote, as players, we see major problems with it. New York Mets pitcher Max Scherzer said of the 2016 agreement, which was the last time they had it, it was the last time the CBA was signed. Quote, first and foremost, we see a co competition problem in how teams are behaving because of certain rules that are within that, and the adjustments have to be made because of that in order to bring out the competition. End quote. The union is seeking changes to the league's eligibility for free agency. Players currently need six years of MLB service time to satisfy that requirement. Players are hoping to see that threshold lower, allowing them to become free agents while younger and more valuable. They also want to see a designated hitter added to the National League rosters, which players hope will secure a job for a veteran. The Associated Press has reported the players also want to see the league's luxury tax threshold raised from $210 million to $245 million, allowing teams to take on a higher payroll without a financial penalty. It's part of their desire to see an increase in competition and a decrease in tanking. Management, intent on preserving salary restraints gained in recent decades, rejected the union's request for what teams regard as significant alterations to the sport's economic structure. What is the management offering? So basically MLB. In January 2022, it was reported that MLB didn't budge on free agent eligibility or the luxury tax threshold. Team owners haven't come anywhere near that number, as they offered $214 million instead. However, both sides aren't as far on the issue uh, on other issues. Owners have offered to extend the DH National League squads, and negotiators in both camps have been open to an NBA-style draft lottery, which would disincentivize teams from tanking. Owners would cap the lottery at the top three teams, or the top three picks, but the players would cap it at eight. And then it goes on to say that, you know, how will spring train delay, uh, delays impact Arizona? They go into COVID, you know, how they lost millions of dollars, da 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 But the majority of that is for both um, Cactus League and Grapefruit League. And then obviously it goes into the lockout describing where we're at kind of at that time and that moment. And we're clearly nowhere. We have gotten absolutely no progress. But... At least they've had four meetings since the lockout was initiated on December 1st. So that's a positive sign. Baseball needs to figure it out. They can't just keep going and going and going like this and treading nowhere. You, I, I read in the article that if they don't figure it out by March 1st, MLB season for the 2022 regular season will get delayed. It will get postponed. We're going to lose games. You heard it in the article that the league does not want to play into mid-November. They do not want to use an abundance of double headers. So 162 is thoroughly up in the air. It is legitimately jeopardized. But honestly, honestly, I don't No, I do mind that. I hate it, actually. But the fact that the regular season is going to come down from 162, that principle... I like 
Personally, I would like it to be 148 or 154. I think 162 is too much. 154 probably doesn't do anything. But if you can bring it down to 148 and expand the playoffs to 12 teams where you can get, you know, best of three series between the first seed and the sixth seed, and then you can kind of go from there to best of five, best of seven, best of seven. That would be my ideal. Shave off a little of the regular season, either start it, uh, start it later or finish it sooner. Because once September rolls around, all the attention is going to football. But it, So those last few meaningless games in the regular season, especially if a team's locked up the division by 10 games, no one's going to really care. Hence why the extra wild card does help. It keeps more teams involved. Obviously, if you extend, uh, expand the playoffs, you add another team, so it's going to make it a little bit more interesting. But therefore, if you start the playoffs sooner, say like the last week of September for that best of three series, well, it's like, all right, like, you know, now we have some playoff baseball to watch, you know, on a Wednesday in September or on a Thursday in September. So now we're flicking back and forth between that and Thursday night football. Because otherwise, that Thursday in September is going to be Thursday night football and not uh, Thursday night baseball. So, a natural uh, season regression in terms of the amount of games played is what I would like to see. I don't want to see it being canceled or postponed because of the lockout. I want to see 148 be kind of the norm moving forward, plus the expanded playoffs to 12 teams. Get a uh, one and six seeds, one and six, play a best of three, two and five, three and four, best of three, and then you move on, you move on, you move on. Uh, I don't know. I don't feel confident that it's going to get figured out. I don't. I hope and I pray that it will. But do I think it will? Probably not. That's unfortunate, but that's the case. But that is going to be my rant about Major League Baseball and the lockout. Talked about this just as long, maybe even longer than Tom Brady retiring. But as you guys know, I love baseball so much. And for the lockout to be taking a serious and negative impact that it has hurts. It really hurts because I love baseball so much. And yeah, you could say, oh, Murph, you wanted you know baseball to go into a lockout. Yes, I did because it had to go into a lockout. We could not move to 2022 in the next 5-10 years with the current CBA. It had to have changed for tanking purposes, playoff purposes, salary purposes, uh, free agent purposes. There's so many things that needed to be addressed. And right now it seems like nothing is getting addressed. But that is going to be it for today's episode, episode number 127 of Murph's Boston Sports Talk. I really appreciate everybody for downloading, listening, and enjoying. And if you're listening to this on YouTube, thank you so much for clicking on the video. Please, please, please leave your comments down in the comment section below if you are listening to this on YouTube. If not, please reach out to me via social media at Murph's Cartown. I'd love to hear your thoughts, questions, comments, concerns, anything you want to discuss, debate, or have a conversation about in terms of Tom Brady retiring, his post, leaving out New England fans, or obviously even baseball and its current lockout. If you are listening to this on YouTube, please make sure you smash the thumbs up button and smash the subscribe button as I would greatly appreciate the love and support. Thank you to the audio-only listeners by downloading, listening, and enjoying every episode of Murph's Boston Sports Talk as I greatly appreciate that. 
Have a happy, fun, safe weekend this weekend. We are getting some rain, sleet, snow. I don't even know what the hell we're getting today. It's it's weird. It was supposed to snow. Now it's rain, and it's like 54 degrees out. It just makes no sense to me. It absolutely makes no sense to me. But definitely have a good, happy, safe weekend. Enjoy the Pro Bowl if you're watching, <laughs> which I don't know how many people actually do. But if you do, definitely enjoy it. I will be tuning in probably just a little bit because of Mac Jones. I do want to see what he looks like with some really talented weapons. Tyreek Hill. I don't even know who I don't even know who else is on the, the Pro Bowl team. I just looked it up too. Um, AFC Pro Bowl roster. Let me just look that up real quick. Uh, I just know Tyreek Hill is in it. Uh, wide receivers. Tyreek Hill, Jamar. Ch- oh, he's not in it no more. Stephon Diggs, Keenan Allen, Deontay Johnson. Definitely, definitely can't wait to see Mac Jones slinging it to those guys. Plus the tight ends, Mark Andrews and Travis Kelsey. Oh, that is going to be some good stuff. But, yes, thank you so much for joining. I will catch you in the next one. But between now and then, you guys know that I love you. And I will always, always see you. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com.